Around the world Thursday, employees of Google stood up and walked out of work. They were protesting the recent unearthing of the company's past response to accusations of sexual misconduct by executives. The protests were just another example of the employees for big tech taking a big role in social issues. This is TikTok. I'm Dave Myers. Joining me today from San Francisco is Bloomberg's technology executive editor, Tom Giles. Tom, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So explain why employees from Google around the world walked out on the job today. These employees are walking out for, in response to the way Google has handled allegations of sexual misconduct by its senior executives. Uh, The most recent example, the most egregious case, was Andy Rubin. This is the father of Android, the mobile operating system that has made billions of dollars around the world, um, mainly for Google. The New York Times reported recently that after this guy was accused of misconduct and Google did an investigation and found it to be credible, uh, the allegations, he was um, removed from Google but paid $90 million as he walked out the door. Um, Now, that was cut from $150 million, but it's still, you know, it's still a lot of money. So that's one example. That's probably the most egregious example of Google executives high up the food chain who have been accused of, credibly, of some kind of misconduct or inappropriate behavior, but who were still either kept on the payroll or allowed to leave, gotten um, handsome pay packages, and otherwise there's been no light shed on the topic until this story came out. And so Google did not talk about uh, these people and the allegations that they were subject to before they walked out the door. And they might not have been talking about them, but they're talking about them now. So what has Google's CEO or what has uh, Ruben himself had to say about these allegations? Well, he says that he's being, that, that he's, he's denied, um, he's denied the main thrust of the allegations. He said that this is about uh, a divorce uh, proceedings and that he's being misrepresented. Uh, but Google has, you know, Google has found the um, has, has found the claims against him credible, and it's part of a pattern that you've seen at Google, where senior executives have either dated subordinates, um, have had extramarital affairs that were swept under the rug. So there's part of a pattern here. There's a culture that uh, has built up at this company from the get-go. And so this pattern, this culture that you're talking about, it led to today's walkout, which was more than just maybe about this, the claims uh, about Ruben. So what was Google's response to that? When, they, when, the, when people in Singapore and Tokyo and London and New York and San Francisco, when they walked out, what did Google say? Google has not told these people there's going to be repercussions from this. Google realizes that it cannot be seen as trying to uh, somehow restrain employees who want to speak out over its policies, over the way it handles itself. Uh, This is not the first time Google employees have publicly criticized their company for the way it handles things. Um, You know, we saw this with regard to government contracts, Mm -hmm. and and Google dropped out of bidding for a very lucrative uh, DOD contract, um, partly in response to objections by employees. So Google's employees are standing up for what they believe in. They're showing activism. And they're doing this by almost living by Google's own code, aren't they? 
Right. This is about don't be evil, don't do evil. And they added to that statement by saying uh, earlier this year, and if you see something that you think isn't right, speak up. So when employees are speaking up, and clearly hundreds, if not thousands of them around the world are doing that today, Google really is not in a position to tell them, you need to get back to work, you need to get back to your job, you can't walk out, or there are going to be uh, repercussions for you. They really just aren't in a position to do that, particularly in a world of Me Too, particularly Mm -hmm. in a world where there's a lot of attention right now being paid to these technology companies like Google, like Facebook, and the decisions they make with the data that they amass, whether it's artificial intelligence, this uh, you know technology that enables them to do facial recognition, whether it's what Facebook does with your data once it collects your likes and your photos and all of the things that you do online through the social network. Um, there is now a great deal more emphasis being placed on these companies and what they do with the data that they have and and how they make use of it. Will they sell it to the government? Mm-hmm. Will they use facial recognition to help, for example, uh, immigration services identify, you know, people who are entering the country illegally? These are all kinds of ethical questions that are being asked right now about these technology companies that that are very much on the cutting edge of technology. And these ethical questions are being uh, asked within these companies themselves by their own employees. So what is it, what's the demographic of a Google or an Amazon or Facebook employee that in the workplace that makes this them so strongly active? That makes it, that makes it possible for them to do this. Yeah, that's a great question. So these are companies that are located in areas like the Bay Area, Seattle. They have offices in New York where there's a very highly educated, uh, very uh, valuable workforce. Uh, these are tend to skew younger. These are younger workers. These are people who are idealistic, many of them. Um, many of them maybe skew left of center um, or, or skew libertarian. Um, there's, a, you know, there's a belief that, look, we are very highly compensated for the work that we do. If we don't like working for this company, there's a recognition mm-hmm. I can work for somebody else. And, and also these engineers that are speaking out, they're also kind of following the lead of their own bosses. I mean, Bezos has spoken out against Trump. Cook has spoken about certain aspects of Trump's policies, including um, the travel ban. So this it's an industry-wide thing from the top down. Well, you certainly have... You certainly have executives in Silicon Valley who want to voice their their views on certain subjects. Um, Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos is someone who um, you know, has voiced certain views, certainly early on. Um, he's got to be careful, though, because uh, the Trump administration has very much taken Jeff Bezos to task. He Remember, he's the owner of the Washington Post. The Washington Post has been, um, you know, at the forefront of holding the Trump administration accountable for policies uh, that uh, you know that 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 have ramifications, positive, negative, et cetera. Uh, certainly, that some people in the country find objectionable. Um, the Washington Post, again, very has been very critical of that, both in its editorial pages and mm-hmm. through the stories that it writes. So, 
You know, Bezos has to walk a fine line, and other executives have to walk a fine line. On one hand, yes, you can criticize the government for its stance on immigration. At the same time, these companies do business with the government. They do business with federal agencies. They sell services to the Department of Defense. Uh, case in point, Microsoft has talked um, – uh, made a statement in the last couple of weeks that says, we will continue to work with the government, even though we recognize that some of our employees have misgivings about us selling our technology to the, the Department of Defense, to the Pentagon, and that you know our military could use this technology in a way in, in combat, in, in, for lethal purposes. So for the people you know, watching around the country and watching around the world, they look at big tech and they see it's not very regulated. And I think they look to Washington, D.C. to eventually put that regulation on them because the self-regulation doesn't work. But it seems to me that the actual fine-tuning of doing the right thing isn't going to come from Washington. It's going to come internally from these companies. There, do, they, there does have to be some self-policing here, and these companies are, in some cases, desperate to show the public that we are capable of policing ourselves, that we can, for example, if we're Facebook or Twitter, we can stamp out hate speech, we can keep bullying from running rampant, we can stop the spread of misinformation. That's the message that they want to send. And by the way, the spotlight is really on them ahead of the midterms uh, in 2018, just in a couple of days. The spotlight is really on them to prove that they can police themselves. Because you're right, they don't want the government to do it. What would that look like? The government has a long way to go before it can and, you know, get up to speed on what these technologies do and how can government play a role in policing them and helping them monitor themselves. We saw during the, the uh, congressional hearings that involved executives from Google and Facebook and Twitter in recent months and years, lawmakers themselves don't fully understand how the technology works. Um, and in some cases, the companies themselves fail to foresee all the ways that their technology could be misused. Um, so yes, there is a question about how and to what extent government will come in and, and regulate and, and put, some, you know, put some shackles on these companies. So the way facial recognition is used by the government, the breach of information that is sometimes taken by users, uh, Defense Department contracts that go to these companies. What we saw today with Google, it's going to happen again. We haven't seen the last of this. We're going to see, I think, more and more employees willing to stand up, willing to speak out when they think that they're leadership is being unfair, whether it's in their treatment of women, whether it's in the treatment of minorities, whether it's the treatment of conservatives. I mean, that's another issue where there are some people within Google who say that it's not a safe place to be a conservative. It's not a safe place to be right of center. And so is the company treating me fairly? Is the company treating a group of people, a special group of people fairly? And if it's not, I'm going to speak out about it. Um, in this case, I'm going to walk out. Um, and or is the company doing right by uh, the public? Is the company 
Is the company being a responsible steward of the technology that it's helping produce, whether it's facial recognition, whether it's social networking, whether it's the dissemination of information, is the company responsibly handling that? And if it's not, I'm going to speak up. That's the message that we're getting today from Google. Tom Giles, thank you. Thanks for having me. Make sure you follow Tom on Twitter. He's at T.S. Giles. That's a TikTok for today. Thanks for listening. And please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm Dave Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers. And you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.